right, so you come to. You are in an all-white space. Yeah. And it seems to go on forever. Mm-hmm. And what's weird is that there's there's no ceiling. Yep. There's no floor. It's, it's almost like floating you're floating. In a sea of white. In a room without walls. Okay. You kind of turn around. I can perceive space somehow. Yeah. You, um, and it perceives you. You turn around and there's, um, standing in front of you is this, this guy. He's huge. He's like nine feet tall. Yeah. He's dressed like a clown. He's got the, uh, the clown nose, the makeup. Yeah. He, uh, next to him, uh, is a balloon mm-hmm. that he's holding. The balloon, uh, has your face on it. Great. The mouth is clearly screaming. Yeah. Okay. You look into its uh, eyes and the balloon's eyes. Which for a moment, eyes? you know madness. So this guy goes, uh, "Hello, Aaron. My name is Dreamy Dan, ruler of the Dreamscape, and welcome to the Fatherhood Saga. God damn it! Part three. Our nation." Lies bleeding. The conclusion to the fatherhood saga, (laughs) part three. The balloon pops. That's the name of the the fatherhood saga, part three. Our nation lies bleeding. Colon. The conclusion of the fatherhood saga, part three. Yeah, yeah, that's the name of the adventure. God damn it, Pat. So it's such a long title. I, I mean, I didn't. You gotta talk to him. So you, um, you go to Los Angeles. You moved to L.A. Okay. You want a? When is this? This is about a year down the road. Okay. Um, you uh, you won a essay writing contest. <laughs> yeah. Who who uh, put it on? Boys Life. I'm a 34-year-old man who wins an essay writing contest for Boys Life, the magazine. Yeah, you were never a Boy Scout, but you've subscribed to it for your entire life. That's so dumb. So um, you won uh, the essay writing contest. What was my essay called? Uh, Well, the contest was write an essay about your finest moment. Yeah. And you wrote an essay about the time that you won free Golden Corral for a year. How did I win free Golden Corral for a year? And what do you mean free Golden Corral for a year? Is this, are we talking like as much as I want or it's like one meal Freight. per week? You never, you never have to pay. I go, can go in there anytime I want. Yeah. Have my run of the place? Yeah. What happened was there That's was cool, the manager of Golden Corral had this contest where um, if you can kick his ass, you win free Golden Corral for so a year. I physically fight a man to win Golden Corral for a year? Why? Because <laughs> he really wanted to win. You like Golden Corral. I mean, not enough to fight a stranger. But you were like super into the idea. So what happened was you went to Golden Corral <sighs> with uh, this this guy, Skeeter Dunn, your good friend. Ske- and uh, you guys uh, went in and Skeeter. like 
you sit down and you kind of like connect with the uh, the server. Yeah. You ever have those where it's like, you're like, oh, this person's like pretty nice. Yeah. And you guys joke around and stuff. Sure. You tell her that you do comedy. No. She's fucking impressed, dude. No. She's like, so what brings a couple of cool guys like you to Golden Corral? And you and, and you go fucking food, lady. Like, what else could it possibly be? So that's what you say to her. You We're not there for the ambiance. You go fucking food, lady. What else could it possibly be? And for a second, she's like kind of taken back. And then you go psych, and ev- the whole restaurant starts laughing. I psych our waitress. Yeah. What's ev- her name? Ev- what's her name? Yeah. Susan Balrog. <laughs> Susan Balrog. She holds a corral server. So, um, and like she, she, she's, so everyone's laughing and she goes, man, you should be a comedian. And then Skeeter Dunn kind of like laughs a little bit knowingly. And she goes, what? And then you go, huh, I am one. No, fuck you. Your eyes sucks. Twi- your eyes twinkle. Fuck dude. you, Pat. So that sucks so bad. So anyway, so you guys kind of get to know each other. She's refilling and she keeps those refills coming, dude. Just Dr. Pepper after Dr. Pepper. Doctor, we, I'm drinking a lot of Dr. Peppers. Yeah, you're having a good time. You're just hanging out with Skeeter Dunn. Yeah, but... Uh, people are walking by. They're like, Skeeter! And he's like, hey, what's up? But like, he knows like a lot of people. Skeeter there. just is a very friendly dude. People, yeah. He knows people, dude. Um, so anyway, so you guys... So she's like refilling them Dr. Peppers. How you many have I had? 17. What, Pat? There's a lot of ice in it, though. That doesn't matter. 17 Dr. Peppers? Yeah. That's more than Forrest Gump. And that's what the waitress says to you when she uh, drops when Miss Balrog she drops it. She's like, "This is more than Forrest Gump." And <laughs> you guys, and again, the whole restaurant just laughs. Why? Why is she enabling me? Because I don't know. She's I mean, come on having a nice conversation with you. You that's, guys are just kind of fucking around. It's my fault, but it's nothing romantic. You guys are just no, like this is like, just kind of fun, whatever. And so she's like, you know, just so you know, there's um, if you guys like Golden Corral, and you go, lady, I love it. Whole restaurant lasts again. Man. It's got the magic touch some days. Yeah, it turned out that they were uh releasing laughing gas into oh, there. Okay, yeah. good. I'm glad. For unknown reasons. So um she's talking to you and shit, you know. Uh and you're like uh she mentions like, yeah, if you love it, sounds like you love it. Um, we're doing a contest to win, you know, free golden corral for a year. And you're like, Holy shit, I'm in. And she's like, all right, just go around back. Go back to the alley. Go back to Nathan's Alley. That's what they call it. This guy named uh, Nathan used to be the manager of that Golden Corral. Yeah. Um, but then he had an unfortunate accident. He died. Uh, what do you mean? He died in the restaurant. How? What, he had an unfortunate <laughs> accident? Yeah, he was. He, <laughs> you guys dick sucked too much. <laughs> and he died as a result. It turns out that can't happen. And so um, he got the life sucked out of him. Yeah. In the alley behind the, in the alley. Yeah. So he some say that he haunts the alley. Some say he doesn't. Some say he never even existed. But everyone agrees on one thing. This is a great deal for Golden Corral. So uh, basically, so you got to Nathan's alley and like the manager is standing there and he's like, all right, let's fucking do this. He does this. He does a thing where he goes, he punches his palm. Yeah. He's there. Did we name this guy yet? I, I don't know what his name is. No. Okay. His name is um, Purvis Punishment. Oh, God. 
That's his real legal name? Yeah, people call him P-squared. He fucking hates it, dude. And so what happens is he like he rips his shirt off and stuff and he and he is fucking jacked. Great. I'm about to, I'm about to fight a jacked Golden Corral manager. And he goes, I'll give you you have a choice of a weapon. Great. And you kind of and you look over to the side and there's like a table and on that table there's three different weapons. There is a uh, a battle axe called tooth nasher yeah there's a baseball bat called snow blood and there's a stapler it's not named standard swing line it's normal stapler what do you pick how big is this battle axe it's pretty big i'm gonna pick the baseball bat i don't know how to use a battle axe it's gonna be unwieldy sure i swung a bat in my day you pick up uh, Snowblood, and for a second, you see a shape of something lying in snow, covered in blood. Great. And you kind of snap out of it. And then uh, the, the ref comes out, the guy who, who referees this, Mort, he's the, uh, the fry cook. He comes out. And he goes, all right, guys, you know the rules. Just have fun out there. And he goes, let's fucking do this. And then he like uh, fires a gun into the air. Yeah. You hear the squawk of a bird, but it falls away like not nowhere near you guys. So don't worry about it. So you're Jesus ready to Christ. go up against uh, Purvis Punishment. And uh, he uh, like runs at you. And as he runs at you, Susan sticks her head out the door. And she goes, hey, P squared. And he goes, huh? And turns around. Susan Balrog? Yeah. And he goes, what the fuck? Because he hates that fucking nickname. Yeah. And he turns around and he like trips as he's doing it and falls right in front of you. You bash his fucking head in with God a damn. God damn I just had to beat him bat. up. Yeah. Do I kill him? No. What I, well, at first you think it is because the head is like literally caved in. And oh you, and, Jesus Christ! And you man. realize that 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 thing that that image that you saw in the snow, yeah, looked just like this guy's. I caved his skull in, caved in skull, but it's covered in blood. And you kind of step back and you go, "Oh my God, what have I done?" And then you see his head kind of go like, and it goes back to normal. And he's like, "Well, you win, fuck." And he goes, "God damn it!" He's like, "All right, I guess you get free." You know, Golden Corral for a year. If I ever find out who did that P squared thing, oh, I'm going to be so steamed. So that's this is what I write my essay about. Yeah. For Boys Life magazine. Yeah. You and Susan are like still friends. You can't. Friends? Yeah. She helped you defeat. She helped you win. Defeat Purvis Punishment. And you guys are like buds. Like you guys end up like hanging out and stuff. Again, it's not like a romantic thing. Yeah. She, she ends up dating um your friend um clive christ clive christ it's his name his last name is christ k h r i s t oh god pat there's an umlaut over the k cool i don't know what the fuck that means so anyway so you win the boy's life uh essay writing uh contest and um the 
prize is that you they fly you out to Los Angeles. Yeah. You record a five song um cover EP with Taylor Swift. All right. Uh the band is she's on lead vocal. She's on, like you guys like share lead vocal duties. Great. She's playing bass. Um you're like a keyboard and stuff. Yeah. My brother Kevin Dean plays guitar. Okay. And uh you're joined by the unknown drummer. He's a drummer who wears a bag over his is that his like name? The, like the unknown comic? Yeah. His name is uh uh Chad Chingles, but like he just pretends to be this guy. And you're like, Chad, we know it's you. And he's like, What do you mean? Like changes his voice and stuff. That fucking sucks. Bro. Uh what five songs would you record? And what would the name of the album be? It's a it's a cover album. What is it supposed to be? What Any we, genre, dude. It's up we, to you. You have complete creative control. What are we shooting for? Like, what? what's the intent? Um, It's just like this thing that she, it's an album that she's going to EP that she's going to uh, give away uh, on her tours. It's like a tour only EP. Like, it's not even going to put online. So and, it's got to be something that Taylor, Good's gonna, Taylor Swift's going to sound good doing. Yeah. I mean, if you want. Hmm. And it'll never be uploaded. If you try to upload this online, like your computer explodes. Great. Man. So it's from any genre. I got to think of five right now. She, well, she has she has a few ideas. Uh, one of them is uh, you cover video kill the radio star. Okay. Um, you also cover um, California Dreaming. Uh, I would do Left and Leaving by the Weaker Thans. All right. By the Way That They Dance by Jump Little Children. And what's the last one? Shimmer from Fuel. What's the name of the album? Uh, so is this going to be like an album a cover with all of us on the front? Yeah. Looking tough as fuck. You guys are like leather jackets on and stuff. There's a burning building behind you. Oh, fuck, man. I yeah. call it uh, The Family. So you record uh, The Family EP uh, with Taylor Swift, uh, my brother, and uh, the unknown drummer, uh, and so you record and stuff. And it's like, pretty, is it good? Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, um, you you can tell that like she's definitely super polite and super professional, but you can tell she doesn't want to be there. Like, she's kind of this is clearly something that like her I, don't record, I don't give a shit. Yeah, she's got more money than she knows what to do with. Sure, I want a fucking contest and Golden Corral for a year. Wait, hang on. What during this recording time, Pat? Do I have the Golden Corral perk during this recording time? Yeah, dude. God damn. You are having a lot of Golden Corral. Man, can I bring anybody with me or is it just like just a me thing? Um, it kind of varies. Like, 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 it's like sometimes you go in and they're like, especially they don't really know who you are. Yeah. They're like, like the first like two times like, yeah, it's fine. But like, you know, if you abuse it, they're like, no, this is just for you. Like, Mm. it's not interesting yeah but also it's different from different manager to manager i mean there's some people who they before they even realize what's going on you know what i mean like it takes a while yeah because there's multiple management and stuff managers or whatever yeah but like one of them you find out he goes he goes oh you're the one who kicked purvis punishment's ass yeah you bet your ass i did he goes hell yeah bro he goes drinks are on me tonight i fucking hate that guy why why is he buying me drinks because you know purvis punishment wasn't Super well liked guy. I mean, they had some good times. 
Uh, but you know, they they ended up uh, parting. They had some good times. They had some good times, but they parted as enemies. This guy's name is John. Did they they call him Johnny Philadelphia? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was a uh, he used to be a uh, a cop in Philly. <laughs> yeah, but like something happened, and no one has really been able to get it out of him exactly what he did. But he's hard boiled. Yeah, but he yeah he so he's a disgraced ex cop. Oh fuck! Man. He now manages a Golden Corral in at Los Angeles. So yeah, he just doesn't like the guy and stuff. So yeah. Anyway, so uh, you record the EP and stuff, and um, you're like, fuck, like they flew me out here. You decide, I'm just, you're just going to stay out there, man. Yeah. You're going to live out there. Cool. Um, and uh, you are just trying to scrape together some cash and stuff. Yeah. Like you have, you know, money saved, but you've become kind of paranoid about it a little bit where you're like, fuck, like I'm one bad hospital stay away from like just being like sunk. Yeah. You start like really hoarding your coins, not in a weird way, but like whenever you see like a coin on the ground, you pick it up, dude. Like whenever you, there's like a coin in your car, like on the ground, you yeah. fucking, you've pulled over before to pick it up. Um, so you just finally, the jar that you put it in uh, is like almost full and you're like, fuck, I got to go like turn this into one of those machines, you know? Yeah. So you go to the local grocery store steaming sams and you you walk in and you kind of look over and you see like someone who works there and you're like hey, excuse me like where do i like turn this in for you know dollar bills and she kind of yeah, like yeah. points to the back you walk over it's a coin star machine yeah uh i wouldn't turn turn it into the bank no coin star takes like 10 percent out yeah i'm pinching pinching pennies that bad you are, but you you do the math and you realize the amount of money that you would save from going to the bank. 10%. It's the same amount of money that you would spend like driving around with like gas and stuff. Okay. So you uh you pour the coins in. You watch the coins fall into this machine and it's almost like it's a cascading waterfall. Yeah. For a second, you can almost hear a waterfall. Yeah. Uh, you you keep pouring it in, and suddenly, like you hear, like the the door to the uh, to the grocery store open. Yeah, and a, like a hush falls over the grocery store. Okay, and you kind of turn around. And you're like, "What the fuck?" <clears throat> Everyone who works there is looking straight down. They are not looking up at all. They don't okay. want to meet this person's gaze. Okay, <clears throat> it's not super crowded, but. The people who don't work there, they, they kind of don't really notice what's going on. And in walks a man. This guy is fucking solidly built. Yeah. He's not jacked the way that uh, Purvis Punishment was. Yeah. He doesn't need to be. He's just a big fucking solid dude. Yeah. A nice old hunk of ham, as your mom used to say. Okay. He's wearing a suit that is immaculate. Yeah. It looks really good. There's a single rose in his breast pocket. Okay. You're like, oh my gosh. This guy like kind of starts walking towards you. Mm-hmm. Kind of in your not towards you, but in your general direction. Yeah. And then uh you hear someone be like, 
Oh my god, it's him. It's the coin star kingpin. Oh, Jesus Christ. He walks over and you're still putting the, the coins in. Yeah. And he kind of sees you. And this this guy is a is like two feet taller than you. He 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 he's built like two linebackers put together. The coin star kingpin. And he sees you and he goes, uh kind of like nods at you. He goes, How's your day going? Fine. He goes, My name is Winston Duke. Sticks out his hand. Do you shake his hand? Yeah. You shake his hand, nothing happens. He's like, um, he goes, ah, it's a whole lot of change you got there, son. Yep. And he goes, interesting. You like change, do you? Nope. That's why I'm getting rid of it. Trying to trade it in for valuable currency. He's like, I can actually use. And he kind of like smiles and he's like, okay. And uh, he kind of like, you know, puts his hand on the tap of the top of the machine. He's like, you know, I own this machine. I own a lot of these. Okay. What the fuck does he want? He goes, you know, Aaron, it's sometimes uh, difficult going to some of these places. You know, the, I got to go around town, get the coins from these different coin stars. It's like, man, I could really use some help doing this. And he goes, Aaron, I would like to offer you a job. He offers you a job um, helping him go around different coin stars um, and basically getting the coins. You'd work as a lieutenant for the coin star kingpin. A lieutenant. Winston Duke. What, what is it? What's in it for me? He goes, I'll help you find your son. He goes, I know where he is. Plus, Boy. I'll pay you $15 an hour. No benefits, but you do get a gift card to the Darden family restaurants. How much? 17 large. I get a $17,000 gift card to the Darden family restaurants. <laughs> yeah. Does he know I'm in the middle of a year long? Uh, all I can eat run with Golden Corral. Dude, he's Winston Duke. He fucking knows. So that he makes it his business to know. So, <clears throat> I mean, do I have a job otherwise? No. Oh, then, and I need a job? Yeah. Yeah, then yeah, why wouldn't I do that? And he goes, excellent, Aaron. <clears throat> I just have to drive around and pick up coins from coin stars? Yeah. Is he going to give me like an armored vehicle or? No. Just. I mean, how much am I taking a, per spot? Some of them, it's only like a couple hundred bucks. Some of it's like fucking 10 grand. Then yeah, I, w- I would need, I want to be like, I'm not a tough dude. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a guy who's, I'm not a security guard or a guy who, like, has any reason to handle $10,000 yeah. in coins. You know how much fucking change that's going to be, Pat? No. Like, what does he want me to haul it around in? I have a Sentra. He, he, he hands you several sacks with, like, dollar signs on them. What does he want me to do? Do I, do we, is there a company car? Yeah. There's a company car. What kind of car is it, Pat? <clears throat> it's an old Oscar Meyer Wiener mobile. <clears throat> is there any like security or anything with this? Or am no, I just, there's a lot of hot I'm dogs. I'm not fucking doing it. I'm not doing it, Pat. I'll find another fucking job where I can make $15 an hour. No, you know what? I'll do it. Yeah, I'll you'll do join it. the Coinstar. I'll, I'll do it for one day. Yeah. 
as soon as I get that fucking gift card, I'm quitting, man. He goes, look, I know you're worried about security. He goes, yeah, I, he goes, he goes, look, dude, I've been the kingpin of this Coinstar game for like a decade. I've never been. He goes, when people see that you're wearing a, you are eight feet tall and the size of two linebackers. People aren't gonna fuck with you. He goes, yeah, but when you when they see I'm a you, thirty four year old fat fat man, they go, they're gonna fuck with me. And then if you add that I have ten grand on me, yeah, they're going to kill me and take that money very easily. <laughs> so he goes, not when they see you wearing this, and he pulls out a leather jacket. That's not how the fucking world works. That's not how the you can't just put on a goddamn leather jacket and stop people from killing you over the ten thousand dollars you have on you. Well, the, but I'm not doing it. He goes on to explain that when people see you wearing, because on the back of it it says um, CSK, Coinstar Kingpin. He's like, when people see you wearing this, the only people in town who like can wear this are people who work for me. That means I've got your back. He goes anybody fucks with you they're answering to me so they won't they're fuck going with you. to kill me because not when you wear this jacket i don't that's not how things work you're I'm, I'm gonna find another job you look over there's like this old lady clearly like eaves eavesdropping yeah and like when you, when you kind of look over she's just like you know walks away i don't give a shit this is just because i'm sitting there talking to a terrifying mountain of a man who can help you find your son i don't care i didn't know he existed he obviously doesn't want to be a part of my life well, no, he goes. He doesn't know that you exist. Like, like that you donated money to a sperm bank uh, many moons ago. And I donated money to a. Sperm or bank. sorry, you donated sperm to. His, you also donated money. Yeah. So what happened was you um, went into the sperm bank to donate money. Not because you did it because you were like, look, I think you guys do a really great service. Bank you help job. people, you know, uh, conceive, and 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 that's a wonder. Family is a wonderful thing. And then you go in and you see the selection of erotica that they have there. I couldn't contain myself. Yeah. So you donated your your spunk and then you um little seed money. Yeah. Hey. And you have a uh, a kid. And so he doesn't know who you are. He doesn't know that you exist. He knows that like he's I'm not agreeing to it. This is a huge decision to put on me right now and I'm not going to risk my life. No. His name is Aaron Rooks. Sorry, Aaron. Yeah. That's you can't just expect me to be okay with that. Like that's a huge thing I would have to prepare myself for. Sure. And so then, and then I'm gonna have to like fucking risk my life. You can't just wear a jacket in the real world and stop people from robbing and murdering you, Pat. So I'm not, you, you I'm not say no? It. Yeah, no. Right. So he's like, uh Okay. Thank you, but no thank you. And um he's like yeah, sure. That's fine. And he goes, uh, huh, that's funny. Not a lot of people uh, turn me down. All right, Aaron. I'll be uh, You're paying 15 bucks an hour, dude, for me to drive around Los Angeles, a city I'm not familiar with, and collect between <laughs> hundreds and tens of thousands of dollars from coin stars. It's all in change. Yeah. And I have to drive a fucking Wienermobile to do it? Yeah, but you get serious satellite radio. I don't give a fuck about the radio. So, um, so you, so he's just kind of like smiles and he goes, "I'll be, I'll be uh, seeing you." Great, great. He leaves. This guy's gonna kill me now. Great. 
So you go on, uh, you spend the next 45 years. Jesus Christ. Um, in Los Angeles, trying to like break into the entertainment industry. Never quite happens for you. God damn it, Pat. Uh, you like, you know, it's it's like you, you go out and you do these gigs and stuff, but you just you just don't get the breaks that other people get, and you don't really know why. Um, it just seems like people around you, people who you started with, they're they're all doing all kinds of cool stuff, and you're just some, you know, fucking jabroni going to open mics. So you hit up the open mic circuit of Los Angeles for the next 45 years. Uh, you actually end up working at a Golden Corral. Uh, and, uh, you know, you become assistant manager. Go. Oh, do I? Yeah. Good. So um, you're 80 years old. Uh, you're 80 years old. At this point, you're lying uh, on your deathbed um, in a uh, hospice on the outskirts of town. No one knows you're there. No one visits you. Only uh, one light in the room even works. So you're kind of in a perpetual state of gray. Um, food is not very good. Um, every once in a while, you look over, you see a photo of you with some woman. And you just, you can't remember who she is. Uh, one day, you're just kind of lying in bed and you know that the end is uh, soon coming. Yeah. You look into uh, the mirror, into uh, the hallway. Yeah. You hear like a noise, like these footsteps walk in. Yeah. And uh, this man walks in. He appears to be about like 55 or so. Yeah. And he goes, um, huh, I found you. They told me you were here. And you, you're too weak to talk. Sure. And he just goes, um, Hey, Aaron, um, it's me, Aaron Rooks. I finally found you. I finally found my dad. And he goes, and I found him on the last day of his life. And he goes, I really wish we could have had a, had a relationship. Life wasn't, uh, wasn't always easy. Could have used some guidance. I've been married four times, divorced all of those times, I have no children, no accomplishments to really speak of. And he looks at you and he goes, but at least now I have you. He puts his hand on your, um, on your hand. You squeeze as tight as you can. He squeezes back. Causes you to have a heart attack and die. Great. <laughs> Sounds like he's a loser, just like his old man. Uh, you get buried in a cemetery. Sure. Well, that's uh, a surprise. For, uh, you get buried for in the cemetery. It's for uh, entertainers who never quite made it. Yeah. And Yeah. It's, it's called, uh, well, at least you tried resting zone. <laughs> and you get, uh, you get buried there. Uh, the only person to attend uh, the funeral is uh, the priest, Father Benedict Orlando. Yeah. And, um, you know, you get uh, lo your cast gets lowered down to the ground and um, the wind picks up yeah. and a single rose lands on that casket. 
tape to it is a quarter. Great. So. Cool, man. So you died. Yeah. Um, it's no afterlife. So you just, Jesus you know, sort Christ. of. There's really nothing to speak of. It, it, it just, you just have a oh, vague oh, just, feeling okay. of like darkness and dampness. Yeah. Well, that's awful. The conclusion to the fatherhood saga. Couldn't have come too soon. <laughs>